Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits news until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode. I am so glad that you have decided to join me today. So today, as I record this, it is actually mid-September. I believe it's September 15th. And I am talking today about schedule changes. It is the new school year for most people. Um, If you have kids, it's a new school year. And I think for all of us, it just feels like a new season as summer ends and we wind down, boo-hoo, we wind down our summer activities and kind of buckle down into the next season of really focusing on work. Kids are in school and the day-to-day flow of life just feels different. And I know that it can feel like a really hard adjustment as we go from one season to the other and day-to-day life changes, the schedules change. It can feel really overwhelming. I know that I experienced this come June when the school year is ending. Um, In July, I work at a hospital. The the kind of annual cycle turns over, the training program turns over, and then it happens again in September. And it all just feels really chaotic. And it can really contribute to a lot of anxiety and just kind of feeling unsettled if you don't have a plan for how to handle it. And so today I wanted to talk to you about just that and give you some strategies that you can use to help yourself adjust to this this new season and not only just adjust and get through, but really thrive throughout it. And so I'm gonna jump right in with tip number one. And believe it or not, it's gonna come as no surprise, but tip number one is the same thing that you hear me talking about year round, which is set aside a specific time to make a plan. I talk about this all year round. And for me, it's a Sunday routine. It's a Sunday morning routine, but it could be any day of the week. But I talk about selecting one day of the week and you put that as an event in your calendar, a repeated event in your calendar every single week where you sit down and make a plan for the week ahead. In this case, we're looking a little bit more big picture and we're trying to wrap our brains around all of the schedule changes that are happening. So this is the time to pull out all of the calendars If you have kids and they're in activities, pull out the sports calendars, the dance calendars, the religious school calendars, Um, you know, print them out, get them all in front of you and decide on one master location where everything is going to live. You can choose a paper system, a paper planner, a paper calendar, or you can use a digital one, whichever you prefer. There is no one right answer. It's all about what you prefer, but I want you to choose one system 
that you are going to use as your home base. And then you work to import all the information into that one place. I get it. This might take some time. If you're looking at all these schedules for the extracurricular activities, um, holidays, closures, you know, this and that, it's going to take some time, but it will be so worth it if you put in the time now to make your life easier moving forward day to day. This also may require that you check in with other people, other family members, maybe other coworkers, and find out if there's anything else that you need to know about. Do they have other changes that are going to affect you that you want to put in your planner? If your coworker going on vacation has a big impact on you, if you have to be on call, if you have to handle um, phones or emails or inboxes, and that's something that you need to allow a little bit more time for, then it's going to be helpful for you to know when this is happening so that you can adjust your schedule accordingly. So normally, I think it takes me, I don't think it's more than 15 minutes on a regular Sunday to set my calendar up for the week. But for this seasonal change, it's probably going to take more time, might take an hour, might even take two hours, two hours, if you're going to be really thorough and really check all of these other calendars. But it will be so worthwhile. And I know that might feel overwhelming to think, oh my God, how am I going to find time, you know, two hours to sit down and do this? But it will be worth it to make this a priority and find the time. You know, there's this really great expression that I love, um, which is by one of my favorite authors, Hal Elrod, but probably many people have said this too, which is that you always have time for what you make time for. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. We all hear that all the time as well. But everybody's making different decisions about how you use your time. And so if you decide that a certain something is important to you, a certain task or a certain habit or routine is important to you, then you're going to make the time for that so that you make your life more aligned with how you want it to be. So in this case, finding two hours to sit down and do some planning in a quiet place where you're not going to be interrupted is going to be worthwhile. Maybe you need to lock yourself in your office or in your bedroom, or maybe you need to get out of your house and go somewhere else, go to a Starbucks, go to a Panera, go, go to a library, go, or just even go sit in your car and have a quiet place where you can focus and get the job done. It is going to really pay off so that you have all the information you need. And then you can go back to your week to week planning and uh, looking, you know, kind of doing the fine tuning, looking at what might be changing week to week, but you'll have the basics already set up in your calendar. Um, and then you'll just make little tweaks and little adjustments and it's going to be so much easier. So as we go into the new season, my top recommendation for how to successfully make this transition is to create some time to plan. Set yourself up for success for the next several months. Um, at the same time, so that's sort of the tactical advice. That, that's the tactical strategy or system that I want to use. But now I want to talk a little bit about the emotions. There are a lot of emotions in the air right now. We are going on a year and a half of pandemic life. We're tired, emotionally we're fatigued. It's just wearing on us, whether you realize it or not. All of this pandemic stress is sitting on your shoulders. It's in the background of everything that we do. And while fortunately there are now opportunities where we can not think about it and we can push all these thoughts aside and there are moments and hours and maybe even days when life feels sort of normal, but all of this is still there. It's still in the background. And I think we have to be gentle with ourselves and we have to have some compassion for the fact that it's going to, all of this is there. 
Um, we're, we're juggling a lot right now, and it's going to take some time to adjust as we go from one season to the next. It's going to take some time. And so one of the things that I want to recommend is that perhaps you expect a little bit less of yourself, maybe even the people that you live with, um, as you as you navigate this transition from one season to the other. So let's say, for example, you normally give yourself three tasks that you're going to do a day apart from whatever else appears on your calendar this kind of has a set time, maybe you cut back to two and maybe you say, you know what, I'm just going to expect that I do two things and I'm going to free myself a little bit for uh, to have free, up, free myself up a little bit to have a little bit more um, unstructured time. And we'll get into what you might do with that unstructured time, but maybe you aim a little bit less. Maybe you slow the pace down a little bit. So you're not go, go, go. Um, taking on all these new projects and you just slow it down and give your brain and your emotions some time to catch up and settle in with the new season. And I think that's also a helpful thing to keep in mind with the people around you. Your kids are adjusting. It's a whole new school year. It's new teachers. It's new friends. It's new classrooms. It's new expectations. Even this year looks a lot different than it did last year. And I think they're, they're feeling that. I think the workload is a lot more intense than it was for many people last year. And that's an adjustment for them, whether they can verbalize that or not. It's an adjustment. It's a full day in school, five days a week, every week. And um, they're going through a lot too. And so we can try to keep that in mind to try to muster up a little bit more patience with them and the other family members that we live with that everybody's going through this adjustment right now. And... Then the last thing I want to talk about today, which goes back to what might you do if you allow yourself a little bit more unstructured time, is all the self-care that is so important. It is always important under the best of conditions and in the best of times, it's important. But especially now in the time of the pandemic, it is so important to take really good care of yourself. So all of your wellness and self-care strategies, your sleep, your nutrition, movement, exercise, and creating joy is really important. So let's talk about each of them a little bit more in depth. I'm sure you have heard the research. I know we hear people talking about this, how important it is to get a good night's sleep. And while that may be easier said than done, it is definitely something worth working towards. So one of the best things you can do on this front is to first decide how many hours of sleep you really need, or maybe What's realistic for you? Maybe it's just not possible to get the number of hours of sleep that you might really want, but what is, what's the most that you can realistically get? And then set a regular sleep and wake time. Our bodies need this so badly. The more we create stability and um, predictability, the more they're going to cooperate. So if every day you're going to bed at 10 o'clock and waking up at six o'clock, your body's going to cooperate and it's going to fall asleep more easily. And it's going to wake up and be alert more quickly than if you're all over the place. If one day you're going to bed at 10, one day it's 12, one day it's 11, the next day it's two, your body can't adapt. And then you're going to feel worse. You're going to have a harder time falling asleep when you get in bed and want to sleep. And you're going to have a harder time waking up and getting going with your day. So the more you can regulate your sleep and make it consistent, the more your body's going to cooperate and the better you're going to feel. The next thing is your nutrition and making time for meal planning and putting some thought into the food that you're going to have available. So when you're setting up your calendar, are you writing in times to go food shopping every week? Maybe it's even twice a week. Maybe it's even three times a week. 
Is that on the list? Is that on the calendar every single week? If not, then it definitely should be because that's that's essential. You need to have the nutrition options available for you and your family so everybody can nourish their body the way you want them to and you will all feel better and then you will function better. But it comes down to time management and making sure that this task happens. And whether you're going to the grocery store or whether you're using some of the convenience options, it doesn't matter. If there are some days where you can't possibly get to the store, do Instacart, do an online order and curbside pickup, do, do what, use whatever service you need to make it doable. And yes, I know sometimes they're a little bit more expensive and that may not always be doable for you, but if... You know, it's something to consider if you can make some adjustments and maybe you spend the extra $20 for the delivery service and then you take that away from your budget in some other place. But it will pay off because it saves you, could save you two hours a day, could save you four hours a week, perhaps even. And that may really be worthwhile for you in the big picture. Um, So in addition to making sure that you have time to food shop, it's also making time for preparing meals and even eating meals. I talk to so many people and this really blows my mind that there are so many people who don't really think about lunch and they're working right through until all of a sudden it's three or four o'clock and they're starving and their blood sugar drops and their brain functioning stops and they can't think straight. They're hangry, they're cranky, they feel terrible. And all of a sudden, and they're, you know, scrambling to try to get their blood sugar back up and find, you know, the quickest food, the most readily available food that they can to get, get their, um, get some food in them, get their blood sugar back up. And then chances are, it's not what you ideally wanted to eat. At that point, you're in a food emergency, you're grabbing whatever's available, and it's likely to not be aligned with what you really wanted. So that's another thing that needs to go in the schedule. Where are you going to break for lunch? Are you going to wake up early enough so that you can have breakfast? And where are you going to create time to make dinner? It may be at five, six o'clock right before dinner, but maybe that doesn't work for you. Maybe you're driving carpool at that time. And so maybe you make dinner at 11 o'clock in the morning. And I can tell you, there are times when I do this, when we get into baseball season and we're pretty much out of the house from, I don't know, it could be four o'clock until eight o'clock at night. I try to make dinner earlier in the day. And it's such an awesome feeling to know that it's one o'clock and dinner is already made and we don't have to worry about it and can come home from a game and dinner is ready right there. You don't have to wait another 45 minutes for me to make it. It is amazing. So dinner prep, meal prep can happen at any time. It can all happen on Sunday if you want. You can make all the meals that you need for the next three or four days, um, even the whole week, put some of them in the freezer, and then it's all ready when you need it. These are things that have to go in the calendar so that you have a plan and you have the time to do it. Um, Same thing with movement. You know, many people have the goal of adding in more exercise. We know that it's good for us, but oh my goodness, all this sitting, our lives have become so much more sedentary, mine included, and all the sitting is so terrible for us that it really warrants, it demands that we put more concerted effort into when are we going to move because we're not leaving the house as much. We're not going into the office as work. We're not out and about as much. We're sitting, 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 and it's terrible. So I find I have to double up. I find I have to plan one time for a workout in the morning and then another time in the afternoon to go for a walk just to get in enough movement that I need overall for the day. It doesn't happen unless I have a very specific plan and put it in my calendar and work everything else around it. It doesn't happen. 
And so that is also something that's part of your planning time. When are you going to move your body? When are you going to get exercise in? And then the last thing is joy and pleasure. You know, there's a lot that's going on in the world. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot that's negative. There's a lot that's hard, but you know what? There's also a lot that's really wonderful. And there is a lot of wonderful things that came out of COVID, that came out of quarantine, that came out of being home with our families more. So many people developed hobbies or got to spend more time on hobbies than they ever have. And that's a really wonderful thing. And it's worth continuing. It's worth scheduling time to make sure that it happens. If it's if it's easy to just brush it aside and let other things uh, become a priority, then put it in the calendar, whether it's time for painting, time for reading, writing, knitting, gardening, whatever it is, schedule it in so that you make sure it happens. And you'll find over time, even though it might feel a little funny to schedule some of these things in, over time, you won't need to as much. Over time, they'll become more habitual, just what you do. But the way you get there is by scheduling it in and going through a period of time where you really check and go back and forth through that schedule all the time to know what you're doing next until it becomes more of a habit. So there you have it. My thoughts on how do you adapt when the schedule changes? What can you do to set yourself and your family up for success? I know it might sound like a lot, but I'm here to tell you it is 100% doable. It requires some effort, but it will be so worthwhile. So I hope you implement this this week, whenever you are listening to this, even if it's two years from now, I hope you implement this. And I would always love to know how it's going. Send me a message, find me on social media, find me on my website, um, healthy for life by carolperlman.com. And I'd always love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and have a great day, everyone. Hello, friends. It's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthy4lifebycarolperlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21 day habit formation course that is now available to you. They, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthy and you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences, but the general one is just, it's about time, time management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date. And there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step-by-step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out, and I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening.
Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.